Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, before we begin our very first podcast, I do just want to address what is going on in the world right now. Um, of course, COVID-19 has changed not only the wrestling industry, but the entire world as we know it right now. And it is a very uncertain time for many. However, this is a podcast for our fans. Without any of you, there is no Courage Pro Wrestling. There is no wrestling in general. Without the fans in attendance, there is nothing. So that's why we're doing this for you. This podcast will be giving you exclusive news, interviews, and updates on what's going on with us. So until then, I'd like to thank you very much for joining me. And stay safe. Welcome to the official The Courage Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, the best thing breathing, the greatest thing going, the two-time, two-time commentator of the year, Clowny J. Now, before we really get into things with our guest here today, I do want to talk about the last show that Courage Pro Wrestling was involved with. That, of course, was the uh, Peterborough Wrestling, PTBO Wrestling, Lift Locks and Leg Drop show on March 13th. Uh, fantastic show from top to bottom. Uh, the show opened hot with Airstrike versus Empire. We will talk about that match a little later on. Other great matches on that show involved Ridley versus Clutch Jesse. Uh, my first time calling uh, Ridley in a match. My first time calling Clutch in a match as well. Uh, that was a really fun one to see. We saw great intergender action as Holden Albright took on Addie Starr. Uh, Alexia Nicole, the Bubblegum Princess, took on the Wild Child Jody Threat. And in the main event, Mark Wheeler took on Josh Alexander in what was a hard-hitting bell-to-bell contest. Excellent show from all involved. I want to thank Scott and Jamie for having uh, Courage Pro Wrestling out there to call the show and be part of it. It was a great honor for a great cause for the Canadian Mental Health Association. So thank you both very much for having us. And we do look forward to coming back out to Peterborough in the future. Now, we do have some exclusive news to drop here today that, of course, uh, involves PTBO. Uh, That is the entire show from top to bottom will be made available on the Courage Pro YouTube channel, WrestleMania Weekend. That's right. The entire show is going up in one big file. Mac Henderson Productions, of course, is working diligently on getting it all edited and out there for you, the people Just as a little makeshift thank you and uh, to say, you know, we still want to give you fresh content. We still want to put stuff out there. And seeing as uh, Ring Wars Episode 2 could not go off uh, because of the COVID-19, we decided to give you a free show instead. Now, with that said, I did mention that Empire and Airstrike went uh, in tag team action for the Courage Pro tag team titles. My boys Empire did go in with the titles. And in what some would call an upset, some would call a shock victory, I call just a great match overall. Mike Forte and Tyler Arrow pulled out the win in Peterborough and became the new CPW Tag Team Champions. With that in mind, I would like to give a shout out to Tyler Arrow, my guest today. Uh, He'll be joining me in just a minute here. And we'll talk about everything from his career, from his early days, maybe some childhood stuff, how he got into wrestling, all the way through up until what he's doing now with uh, self-isolation. But, uh, so stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, let's get some plugs out of the way. First off, of course, I do want to plug Mac Henderson Productions. Great camera crew. They work with everyone from NSW to us at Courage Pro, all the way up to Alpha One. 
who you can see on the Impact Wrestling streaming app. Next off, I do have to give a shout out to Tad Talks, the YouTube channel. They put us over every chance they get, so shout out to Tad for that. And of course, last but not least for my shout outs at this time, I do have to remind you, April 1st, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your music, wherever you watch your music videos, be on the lookout for So Sick Social Club's Panic Chapter. That is, of course, April 1st, coming your way. All right, folks, my guest tonight is the one and only one half of the Courage Pro Wrestling Tag Team. Tyler, thank you very much for joining me, my friend. No problem. Thanks for having me, man. No worries. How are you holding up during the uh, the big going on right now? Oh, man. I mean, how is anybody holding up during this time, right? I mean, we're all pretty much isolated to four walls in our bathrooms at this point. <laughs> uh, True. What, 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 you go ahead, what? yourself. How are you entertaining you know, yourself man. during this? Man, you know, I think, well, here, you know, I actually started with a bit of a story. So uh, I'm sure you saw it because back in February, the beginning of the month, I think it was on the first, actually. Right. Had my, uh, I had my match with Evan Greenaway. And during that match, is, I, I'm pretty sure, I think, I think you saw it on my Twitter, was that Spanish fly that I did there? Yes. Yeah, I, I came down pretty hard on that on my knee. And so for the whole part of uh, – for the whole month of February up until, you know, uh, Peterborough on the on the 13th, I believe it was, I was wrestling with a uh, a pretty whacked out knee at this point. So, you know, it's, in a way it's a good thing because it's time for, you know, to actually rest my body and let everything heal because, you know, it's that bit of a mentality, which isn't really a smart mentality, but it's, you know, just kind of keep going and fight through it. Uh, but you know, taking the time here with, you know, the isolation, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, taking the time to heal and just kind of relax, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, shaving my face and making it look nice every weekend anymore. (laughs) I don't got to brush out my hair as much, you know, but I still do depending on how I feel that day. Um, right. You know, I just picked up 2k 20 to see all the, uh, how that was and you know it's not as glitchy well now i should say now it's not as glitchy as it was <laughs> right uh and like you said i gotta get back fire pro uh to get those out there for you no for the fans do you have you already made uh tyler arrow on 2k can they download you and play is he already 2k i, I actually surprisingly i haven't yet uh for the sole fact being that uh i started the uh, what do you call it? My player or the my career um, right. to kind of get that out of the way because there's always things in there that you can unlock that you can't get in the purchase section. Because uh, I'm not a, I'm not a deal I'm not a DLC guy. I like to uh, I like to play through and get everything. You know. Oh, okay. So once I get a bunch uh, of I'm stuff, a then I'll get I'm a uh, yeah, I cheat. I always grab the uh, unlock all content at once button. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, no, once I get uh, a bunch of things, uh, you know, unlocked and everything, then I'll start piecing together a Tyler Arrow uh, created superstar, probably for everyone to download. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, let's go, let's, uh, you know, let's tell your story. Let's go back to the beginning for you. That Now, you're based out of Hamilton. Is that where you were born and grew up? Actually, yeah, I've been, uh, been here my whole life. I, I spent a little bit of time in well, I still do to some extent spend a bit of time in Hagersville, 
but yeah, overall I've been, you know, Hamilton born and raised ever since, uh, you know, ever since I uh, popped out, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> now, for people that haven't been to Hamilton, I, I always compare it to like, you have five cities in one. There's up the hill, there's East End, Central City, Downtown, North End. They all feel very different. Uh, wh- what part of the city do you claim is home? Uh, damn, that's a tough one. Because uh, I've been, I've literally been all over. So, uh, right. I'd say, you know, I'd say closer towards the Brow area. Oh, okay, so like, uh, like, what high school would you say it was? Like, what high school is your alma mater type deal? Uh, I, I went to uh, for high school. I went to Sherwood, so that's just off. That's oh, okay. just, that's just off that brow there near the. Uh, I don't remember what they are. Set one of the sets of stairs that go down the mountain. <laughs> okay, like the Wentworth stairs, Kenworth stairs, all those. Yeah. Oh, okay, I was a Delta kid myself. So. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, growing up, up on the hill, how did you first get into wrestling? What piqued your interest in it at oh, first? Man, that's a that's a good one. A if I'm going by memory, um, it would have to be just you know, VA old old VHS tapes. Uh, you know, my parents would watch it from time to time, and they would uh, record because, like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people who probably won't understand what I'm saying here, but there was a lot who uh, of recording on VHS tapes and. You know, because we'd be in, I was a kid at the time, me and my brother, and we'd go to bed and we'd wake up and then we'd go to school, come back and then watch the VHS tape. And uh, I'm trying to remember specifically what would have stuck out to me. Like, it's hard to put pinpoint one thing, but it was around, you know, because, you know, people blow the doors out right here. I'm only 20. Um, so it was the Attitude Era that I think I was watching at the time. Uh, it was just wrapping up the Attitude Era, I should say um okay yeah so you know i think it was probably around the time you know there was man you know it's actually a tough one i'm I'm basically gonna say it had to have been the early 2000s (laughs) oh is there anyone in particular that stands out to you like this was my guy growing up it was definitely the hardy boys hardy boys I'll have you know right now, uh, little one, my wife, of course, little space hair. She gave you a big thumbs up for that approval oh. right there. That, that was her team growing up as Not well. Perfect. I mean, I, I know, don't get me wrong. There's probably to some extent a cliche about it, but I don't care. I'll admit it all day. <laughs> 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 all right. So, you know, we're growing up in the 2000s into the Hardy Boys. Uh, what made you want to pursue a wrestling school? Oh, man. Well, originally I started out. So at the time, I believe I was 14, and I was actually uh, at a boxing gym in Hamilton. Um, Which one? Did, can I ask? Yeah, yeah. I was at a old school boxing. It was, uh, I believe it's just down on Kenilworth and Maine. Is that the uh, the Camp Martell Wrestle Corp school? No, no. It, it's uh, it's literally just the old school. Like, it, the name fits it well. It's an old school boxing gym. Like, uh, Okay. And uh, I think I was there for I'll a I'll pull back the curtains for a second. Yeah, yeah. I'll pull back my curtain. Down at Kenilworth and Barton, there was a wrestling school that I went to around that time. Oh, okay. That's what I was talking about, the Camp Martell School. Guys like me and uh, Big Ben from Crossbody, he came through there as well. That's how I know Ben. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's the one we went to. So as soon as you said Kenilworth Street, that's right where my mind went. Oh, no, no. I, I This was uh, Kenilworth in Maine. It, it, yeah, just, like I said, just a boxing gym. Uh you know, I was big into the boxing at the time, you know, uh, like I still loved wrestling, but 
if I'm being honest, I didn't know there was as much wrestling in Hamilton or even Ontario for that matter that there that there is. Right. I had no idea because uh, uh, you know, different from now, I never looked at the flagpoles and the telephone poles and everything with the posters on them, so I never had any idea. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, I think I boxed for about two years, and then it just kind of got to me for a bit, and you know, I didn't really want to get punched in the face 500 times a night um and i think i i think i ended up with a, a couple of injuries here and there and you know eventually i just decided to call it uh you know and and then shortly after that like i gotta say maybe six months after that i think i, I started training i was probably about i was almost 16 i was like six months to being 16 at the time so i was 15 Okay, and, and who trained you? Uh, originally, I was trained by a guy named Donovan Jack O'Shea. Uh, he, he, oh, okay. They, they actually just came back. They uh, ran that uh, GWN company that ran. that you, They used to run in the Ukrainian Cultural Center. Um, right. And back at that time, I wrestled under a name Nick the Kid. And, you know, this is actually, and I'll, I'll say this openly, this is the first time I'm announcing that publicly. That uh, that I wrestled under Nick the Kid for for a couple of years. <laughs> um, hey, we got an exclusive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think I trained there for about uh, trying to remember. I want to say it would have been about eight months, maybe before my first right before my first appearance, I should say. And then it would have been almost a year to my first match because I was that by this point I was sixteen. Uh, my first match in February of twenty sixteen. Um. You know, and I think in those I, I wrestled with them for two years, and in those two years I had about six six or seven matches. No, I had six because I had a broken hand on wrestling related at the time. So I had to miss out on a seventh show. Um and by that point, eventually the doors had closed, uh, reasons beyond my knowledge. But I think it was about nine to ten months that I ended up just, you know, sitting on my ass. I was still in high school at the time, but other than that, I was sitting around. Uh, I don't know if I can swear on here, but it's just kind of how I talk. Oh, dude. Say whatever the fuck you want on my right. podcast. You've heard my comments. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, so, yeah, no, I was sitting around, and eventually, you know, I, I heard about Hamilton Pro, and I'd never heard of it. Like, I was, I've even looked online at the time, but I'm also not the greatest at research. I'll, I'll admit that. But I, <laughs> I was looking around for wrestling schools and just looking up prices and everything like that, and I didn't find it. But then someone told me about it. Uh, so I ended up showing up there, I want to say in June, June of 2018. And then what ended up happening was just about getting the rounds in, you know, training two, three, sometimes four days a week if I could make it. Um, and eventually we got me ready up to the point where by July I was in a battle royal. And then by September I'd had my first singles match back in the ring after, after a year at that point. And it just kind of has snowballed from there into where, where I am today. Excellent. Now uh, with Hamilton pro, of course, that was training under rip impact, of yes. course. All right. Now uh, I was going through, you know, looking at the old results for courage pro and uh, it appears that your first courage pro match was actually teaming with rip in an eight man tag. Yeah, it was, uh, is that how, was that? Is that how you got involved with courage was through rip? Uh, yeah. Well, actually, no, I don't, I don't, I think how it ended up happening was I actually got a message. I believe it was from uh, from the booker at the time. 
and might right. might still be the booker. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't really know much about that. I just do what I'm told. Um, <laughs> but then, <laughs> no, I, I got a message about it, and it might have been through Rip. Rip might have done some backstaging. I don't know. Uh, he has he has right. done that in my early time, and you know, it, and it ended up paying off pretty well. Um, but no, I got a message asking if I wanted to do this eight man eight man tag match, and it was going to be. Uh, I believe it was Team EZE, and it was yes. against Team Turva. And yes, it was. Uh, your team was actually Rip Impact, Young Miles, EZE, uh, Eric Kearney, and yourself. Yes, yes. And then it was, I believe it was uh, Doc Richards, Adam Grimm, Evan Greenaway, and Tyler Turva, if I'm not mistaken. That's yeah. right. That's so right. That would have been my first one. You I think I was eliminated probably like third, fourth guy in maybe. <laughs> And from there, of course, you moved on to our first Hamilton Heritage Rumble, which is the first time I remember, you know, sitting down, just talking to you, getting to yep. know you. That was the one at the uh, Lincoln Alexander Center. I remember you weren't feeling good that day. I made a note of that on commentary. Yeah, I don't I don't remember what it was. I think it was just kind of like, you know, I don't know if it... The winter bug going Yeah, around. I was going to say, I think it was like, it, it was just a common winter cold. But because of, you know, I'm, I'll admit I'm a bitch when it comes to getting colds, man. <laughs> like uh i hate it i don't want to do anything but you know it was a it was a good opportunity i'd never done i've done i'd done rumbles but I'd never done you know a big 30 man rumble i've done like 10 at the time maybe 15 maybe 20 but i've never done a 31 as much as i i had a cold i didn't want to pass it off to anybody but i showed up and no one seemed too pissed off or disappointed in me showing up still so <laughs> but yeah that was uh I think that would have been my first singles role in Courage Pro. And from there, of course, you know, uh, yeah, you impressed a bit. Uh, they did have you slated to take on uh, Ethan Page, but due to circumstances beyond Courage's control, Ego couldn't yep. make it. And you ended up taking on now AEW superstar, The Blade. Yes, that I wasn't, I'll, I'll be honest, I was not sure what to expect. Um, research a bit and, you know, you know, the guy considerably is considerably bigger than I am. You know, <laughs> like, he, like <laughs> he looks like he probably eats what I weigh for breakfast. Um, and then, <laughs> but you know what? It was a great match. I was very happy with it. Uh, little fun fact about that. I took a, a gut buster in that match. So, or actually, right. you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to back, go back a little bit. So to start, that was what? A f- 25 to 30 degree day. And uh, around there, yeah. Plus, we were in the RHLI. It was small hall, a lot of body yeah, heat. And, and to my knowledge, I could be mistaken, but I heard they had the heat on in that building that day because it was like May, so it was still that in-between point of changing the seasons. Now, Sounds now, about right. If that's correct, because it felt like it was. I felt like that I'd been in a sauna all day, um, and then by that point it came time to do the match. I was already sweating. I was sweating before I even got to the ring. Like, you know, I like to, uh, I like to wet my hair a bit before I go out to wrestle. I don't even think I had to do that that day. Um, <laughs> and you know, I got in the ring and, uh, it was the, the nerves on top of the heat of the place on top of the heat of the day, you know, and I never dress appropriately for the weather. You know, I always dress, too many layers in the warm weather for whatever reason and sometimes not enough in the winter i'm stupid i'll accept it but um you know during that match so on top of all of that 
and it, time came to take a gut buster. And, you know, this was on me. Uh, it was that D Malenko gut buster, you know, up on the fireman's carry on the shoulders, pop up onto the knee. Um, yeah. And so what happened with that? I was trying, had to get my hands down on them to try to protect myself. I think it was my left arm. My left arm got caught on the way. It try, I, I tried to lift it, but couldn't get it over his head in time. And I came down on my right side, I believe. No, it was my left side, I think. Because I, I couldn't protect myself. So I took the point of the knee right into my ribs. And I got the wind knocked straight out of me. I was like, It was just the second it hit, my mind went, fuck. You know? It just, I, thought I, I thought that you know, my rib was broken. Maybe more than one rib was broken. I couldn't breathe. And I'm laying there and I'm like, shit, on top of this heat and the nerves. And I'm like, now I'm just, I just want to get to the end of it. You know, like it was at that point, you know, everyone always says, soak it in. I'd already soaked it in by that point. Now it was just trying to get through it. <laughs> um, but time came and, you know, towards the end of the match. And I think you remember this part fondly. The, the finish of that match ended up being um, the 180 tombstone. And yes. just before that, because I'm climbing the rope, and I don't know why after what I after how I felt, I, but I started climbing the rope, and he runs at me and gives me a chop on the top rope. And as he gives me that chop, you can see in the in the glisten of the lights and the sweat, you see just a huge splash of sweat fly off my chest and into the distance. That's how hard he chopped me that day. <laughs> and you know, I, and on top of taking that knee, I thought that was it. I was like, you know what? That's wind's knocked out of me now. So. Then time came to take that tombstone, and I'm and he pins me, and I'm laying there. I was so happy with the match. I was beyond, and, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I was beyond proud of myself with how that match went, um, and getting through it the way I did. Oh man, I'll, I'll toot the horn. I'll toot the horn for you right now. Toot toot. I flat out said on commentary, uh, you know, and it, it was a shoot when I said you are one to watch for the future of the company. Well, honestly, I think that match itself was a big. Uh, I don't want to say a turning point, but I want to say a launching pad, if anything, because right. at the end of that match, when, you know, he walked out and I stood up and, you know, I think it was a decent crowd that day. Um, there wasn't a silent person in the crowd after that match. Well, the whole, even throughout oh, no. the whole match, they, there was no quiet moments. It was very back and forth and the, the crowd loved it. Um, and it was very, uh, I'll admit just at that time, it kind of made me get all, you know, a little butterfly feeling inside. It was like, I thought I already went through this, but then everyone starts clapping. It was like, shit, like these people want to see me more. And um, it was a really cool feeling. Cause I think that was the first time in, in, cause I, that wasn't uh, recent or anything. That was only, that was in my first few months being back realistically um, between September and the match. So I hadn't really had any big notable matches by that point. So it was a weird waited to uh, what's the word i'm looking for i don't know i couldn't really describe how i was feeling at that time you know i, I felt right uh, wanted and appreciated and it was very different like so i think that match really did a lot for me in what had followed by that point with uh, my career in really any town any company because you know that match is out there it's online uh, i make the highlight video it's on my youtube channel as well so everyone can see it and uh, to my knowledge, a fair amount of people have. And if anyone wants to go look back because they don't know anything about me, they, that's a match they can go to. And uh, I can say, in all honesty, that's one that I'm probably most proud of. 
It, you know, it's also on our free match Fridays on the Courage Pro yes, YouTube channel. Yeah, the full the full match is on the YouTube channel. And from there, uh, you know, you had that great ovation from the crowd, that great feeling. Uh, and next up, funny enough, Courage Pro Management decided to put you one-on-one with your future partner, Mike Forte. Yeah, that was the, uh, <clears throat> I guess that was the start of Airstrike, um, which the the kicker with the name Airstrike was actually kind of funny, which I'll get into uh, eventually. But that was the first time. I think realistically ever be even in training. I think we'd trained once for like six minutes before, but that match was the first time we were ever in a match together period. I believe, I don't think we'd ever faced each other up to that point. And if we had, I couldn't tell you when it was. (laughs) So (laughs) when me and uh, Mike got the chance to work one-on-one, we really wanted to uh, mix it up from what either of our usual matches really can be. Because, you know, there's that whole thing, the seven moves of doom, and uh, we're trying. We try to avoid that. Even now as a tag, we try to right. avoid that. We'll have our set things, but it's always going to be different. Um, but yeah, no, we ended that match, and it was funny because I think a week before, not e- not even maybe just about a week before, I wrestled the show in Tottenham, an outdoor show, and it was 30 degrees, and I ended up with the worst sunburn that I've ever had. Um, like head to waist because it was two shows outdoors and it reached like 30 to 35 that day. So I initially started the match wearing a shirt because my body was as red as my tights were. (laughs) And what ended up happening is I'm taking, we're doing the match and eventually time comes to take chops from Mike and Mike loves chops, loves taking them, loves giving them. And uh, (laughs) most people would get pissed off for me saying that they'll be like, I don't want to take all these chops. What the fuck's your problem? But, uh, no, Mike loves taking chops. So putting putting that out there for anyone listening, promoters or uh, or other other wrestlers, Mike loves taking chops. <laughs> just chop just the, the chop shit, shit out of him. He will thank you for it at the end of the night. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> then the time comes, he's chopping me, and it's fucking killing me because I'm sunburnt, and I just I don't I didn't even know I didn't tell him not to chop me, but I thought he just probably wouldn't have chopped me as much because of the sunburn. Doesn't this guy lift up my fucking right. the front of my shirt and puts it over my face and then chops my bare chest that's beyond sunburn? Um, oh. Just before that match, even uh, Rip. Rip hated the fact that I was going out there in a shirt. Like, I don't know why. Like, I, I've considered wearing a shirt in the past or even like a, some type of singlet to, uh, or whatever at times. And uh, he's always like, no, no, you don't need it. You don't need it. So he was not happy. Like, even after that match, he, I come to the back. He's like, I don't care how bad your son burned. He's like, if uh, if you go out there wearing a shirt again, I'm going to be very disappointed. I think that was the word he used. And, you know, Rip, Rip's that type of coach that you don't want to disappoint him. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if he meant it truthfully, but I feel there's I feel there was some truth to it. But, you know. From that point on, I just didn't go out in a shirt again. You know, I'll wear it down to the ring and then, you know, go from there. But back, but back to my right. initial story was uh, being me and Mike one-on-one. Uh, what, so how that went was we were just back and forth the entire time. And honestly, I don't know if even the crowd could decide who they wanted to win. Um, and if I remember correctly, the timekeepers and the bell ringers might have been off on that. Because I think we had a 20-minute time limit. And by the video, it looks like we went 18. But 
Uh, I will uh, I, I will punish Keegan next time I see him for that. <laughs> Sorry, one. Keegan, I kind of just uh, threw you under the bus there, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> he'll be listening to this too, so he'll hear. Oh that. yeah, for sure. Um, but then it came down to you know those final moments, um, and it was you know the ten, nine, eight, and so on and so forth. I can count down from ten. I just don't want to waste all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, a time came we hit that double crossbody, I believe it was, but he's significantly stronger than me and he's got a wider base than I do. So he took me out with that. <laughs> and had he just realistically, had he had just stayed on me, that would have been the match for him right there. But you know, the whole how wrestling works, um, you know, we got to the time count and he announces the idea of why don't we become a tag and go from there empire coming out and you know and everyone else with eyes and ears know in the wrestling business i've had a lot of matches with matt and jt i have right i have faced them both one-on-one i have faced them in a kendo stick on a fucking pole match where you know i took one of the biggest ass kickings of my life um i wrestled them with numerous tag partners i've wrestled them numerous different promotions but you know what it was time empire and uh, at the time, before known as Airstrike, was uh, Tyler O. Mike Forte. <laughs> so, you know, I think I made a comment that I didn't mean to offend anybody during that. You know, I grabbed the microphone and I basically went to call them circus clowns. And I called JT Kirk a goat and I called uh, Matt Grant a midget, which I will say right now, I did not mean it in a, in a bad way. Uh, the whole the Empire thing was just catching on. <laughs> it was truly not meant to offend anybody it was just i know matt knows he's short and that was just the first word that came to mind so i'm just putting that out there i have nothing against uh right you know people with that condition it's nothing like that <laughs> nothing against the vertically challenged yes, exactly. as you say now uh for you mentioned earlier you wanted to talk about the name of airstrike uh you want to get a little into how you guys settled on that actually because you know this is the thing these are the things that uh most people don't see or don't hear about so it's kind of cool to do it to do it on a podcast here uh i think we had put out a a promo and it was a, a promo about our upcoming match with uh empire and you know me and mike So what ended up happening was we had no idea what to call ourselves. So we put out a promo, you know, telling them that uh, we're going to beat them for their titles, yada, yada, yada. And then it led to, we need a name. So we we put out a promo, comment what you think this team should be. And then, you know, I think we let it go for like a day or two. And I swear we had like 30, 40, 50 comments between both of our posts, maybe more. Um, and we went through all of them, and I think we ended up picking about 22 to start. This is how we did it. We narrowed it down to 22 names. Right. After a few more days, then we narrowed it down to 16 different names. And then it came down to, um, you know, the six, the four, the two. And I think I can't – I'm trying to remember what the final two were. Um uh, here's how I remember the final two. You guys came up to me with a sheet of paper yep. and said, be the deciding vote. Yes, that's that's exactly what I was hoping to get to. Um, do you remember what that other name was? Because I know the one was Airstrike. Uh, 
something I know was a very, uh, you know, to use the inside baseball term, very uh, almost marky. It's it, like heartbreaker or something hit me. That's what or... it was. Cause uh, what happened was, was uh, I had a buddy of mine, just a, a good friend of mine, look at us. And he said, he, he sees, you know, a rock and roll spra- express from us, you know, or uh, even the rockers and, and that kind of persona coming off of us, even in our in-ring abilities. So we combined, uh, you know, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, and then we took that and put it with the rock and roll express and we came up with the heartbreak express. That one was ours. That's it. That one was ours. But Airstrike, okay. uh, Airstrike was another buddy of mine who commented on my Facebook post. I believe it was Facebook. Facebook or Instagram, one or the other. Uh, too many social medias nowadays to keep track. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what it, that's what it ended up being. And we came up to you day of the show, and I think it was not even yep. twenty minutes before the doors were opening, and we're like, okay, we can't decide. And our our option was have someone decide or flip a coin. And you know what? I, and, right. and I think we could have ended up in a, in a different situation had we flipped a coin. If we got the heartbreak express, that might not have gotten as over as airstrike does. So it was good that we got an actual opinion. Was that, that name just fits you guys, the airstrike personas, you know, exactly. So, you know, it, it kind of, it, it, in my opinion, it was much better to get a third opinion and it was like, pick it and we'll go with it. And that's how the name of airstrike uh came about and that that's a little uh funny behind the scenes story that not many people have heard yet and i don't know some people might not find it funny but i think it's funny because <laughs> we're both oh, yeah. very indecisive people when it comes to creative names and and stuff like that like we don't even have tag team tights yet like we just designed uh we just designed them now it's just a, uh, a matter of finalizing a few things and you know going from there and hopefully when all this uh covid stuff comes down we can get them done. <laughs> now, are you, are you going to try to talk Mike into getting the heartogram tattoo like what you have? Or? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't actually know. And you think I would because we've spent so much time together. I'm pretty sure we've had this talk, but I can't remember how it went. But I'm almost positive he doesn't want tattoos. You know, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, like he he's I know he's a very uh, always been a very straight edge personality. Uh and, but I know, I mean, like, you know, you guys got guys like uh, CM Punk, the straight edge with all the tattoos. But even I don't I don't think he's even into uh, into the tattoos. Maybe he wants to get one at some point in his life, but he doesn't know what it wants or he just doesn't want to get one. I'm not too sure. Um, right. But yeah, no, the, the heart of grandma on the nipple tattoo. I don't think that would work for him because he's got a more defined chest than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would look a little funny. So I take it music is a big influence. You know, you've got a band's logo tattooed on your chest, literally. Uh, what kind of music do you jam out? Do you jam out to normally? Uh, you know, I, I, now I'm at a point where I can listen to just about anything within. You know, I can't stand some of the stuff I hear today, and I know that makes me sound old, and I'm only 20 and whatever. But um, I don't like a lot of uh, stuff that comes out recently, especially right. like the the trendy stuff which makes me sound like a hipster, um, but it's true. Um, like I was even the heartogram tattoo. I even have one on my left arm and it's called the cosmic Pope. It's also from the band him. Uh, right. I'll, that was the one on my arm of the cosmic Pope was my first tattoo when I was uh, 16 and the heartogram was probably my third tattoo. And so if I'm being honest, I love the band still to this day, even though they're not together, but, uh, 
they were just in the moment high school. I want this tattoo. I'm going to get this tattoo. Um, and you know, a lot of people say you'll regret the tattoos when you get, when you were younger, I don't regret a single damn tattoo that I have. I have a, a stupid tattoo on my foot that, uh, that not many people know about because it's, uh, not a role model story. I'll put it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> is that a uh, i'll tell you off the air type deal yeah probably probably okay more than more than likely just just because you know i'm sure i'll have a lot of people messaging me or calling me or seeing me in public asking what it is now but yeah, it's, it's whatever if if my, you might just have to put a picture of it up somewhere yeah if uh, yeah exactly if i want them to know they can know <laughs> I know what uh, you know we uh, mentioned music I'm, I'm gonna take a quick second just a plug of course so sick social clubs new album and music video this track never both be dropping April 1st Spotify iTunes wherever you get your music so cheap plug for so sick social club right there of course it's me I've got a plug so sick <laughs> all right let's get back to the in-ring shit uh you, you mentioned that you and uh you know Empire have fought up and down the highways uh, what motivated Airstrike to, you know, look at Empire and say, you know what, we're going to take you guys on. We're going straight for the top of the – we're going right for the snake's head of the tag team division. Well, you know, to – I'm trying to remember. You know, I got my side, but, you know, Mike's side might be a little different. For me, and it's nothing against the, the guys that I've that I've been with, but – and that comes off really bad. But I mean as tag partners, you know. Um but what happened was, was I've had a lot of tag partners in wrestling uh, and I've had so many storylines get tarnished because something went wrong and it's nothing, it's right. nothing against them. Uh, some things were just more personal um, in their personal life and they had to deal with that, which I totally understand. Uh, others were some health problems that I understand completely. Uh, I can't judge that. And I wouldn't judge that because, you know, everyone's got their, everyone's got their shit they got to deal with. Um, right. But what ended up happening there for me was, you know what? I faced I faced these guys a couple times. And I think the last one I faced them in, in a tag team up until the airstrike stuff uh, would have been, I want to say, the Kendo Stick on a Pole match was my last tag team match with them. Um, and then I fa- went on to face Matt in a singles match. So I kind of wanted to get it. It's like, I think we can take this to a whole nother level. And and keep it there for a little while at least once we get that ball rolling and we can do some great things together. Um, you know, whether people love them or, or hate them, they're a very dedicated tag team. They're very committed to what they do. Um, and me and Mike being re- relatively new as a team, still trying to figure out what we, what we want to do, what we want to make out of ourselves as a tag team. Uh, we figured a what better way to do it than go for the go for the champions. It's like because then the pressure's immediately on us, and uh, with that pressure on us, it's like we got to get in or get out. And how things went in Peterborough, that leads to you know clearly we went all in with it. Exactly. We'll get to Peterborough in just a minute yep. here. Uh, no, you guys did take them on initially in Hamilton at their Germania Club. Uh, it was not a successful effort at the time. Yep. Uh, and from there, uh, you know, Josh, Justin, the Courage Pro Management, uh, put you guys in a couple of singles matches where you finally did get to take on all ego Ethan Page in a one-on-one contest. <laughs> yeah, me and uh, – uh, yeah, that's, that was the same day. It was me and uh, Ethan Page, and then it was Mike and Josh Alexander, which – Exactly. But both those matches are, of course, available on Free Match Friday. 
Yeah, and I'll admit, there was one thing that kind of threw me off with those two matches, is they were back-to-back, you know? Um, we had, I believe it was third, was Josh and Mike, which was an amazing match. They went 30 minutes, and they just, you know, they beat the crap out of each other, and it, it was such a great match. I can still watch it to this day and not get bored of it. Uh, and then you had me and Ethan Page immediately after, which went another 20 minutes, 20 to 25 minutes. And I feel like they should have been spaced out a bit. You know, you get the crowd that high, you bring them back down, and you get them up on their high again. But that's not my decision, and I'll leave it at that. But um, but the, the <laughs> matches themselves, you know, it was also similar to my match with uh, with the Blade. And, and people always say, like, don't worry, you'll be fine. Enjoy it. Have fun. It's like, how do you have fun when you're freaking the fuck out? You know, <laughs> like, because to me, that's like, at the time, you know, this is another of the one of the biggest matches of my career. So in my mind, it's don't fuck up. You know, uh, don't do anything stupid. Don't say anything dumb. Just you know, you know, smile and nod and do what you got to do and and you know, go home. <laughs> so. Those butterflies always kind of leave once you get through the curtain and into the ring. But once I got into that ring there and we were standing across from each other and, you know, I didn't realize how, how much bigger than me he was too until I got in the ring. <laughs> like I got in the ring and I looked up, I'm like, you know, it's, this looks like, you know, Rey Mysterio facing, you know, uh, Undertaker, which is, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a great match, but in visual perspective, that's a big height <laughs> difference. Um, and uh, that match itself, same deal. It was like, you know, I don't know why, but I was, I think it was just for me, it was just the nerves. I felt very hot that day. So, like, I felt after that, once it hit 20 minutes, I was like dying. It was just nothing but hot. Uh, like, heat was radiating off me at this point. Um, but, it was another one we, you know, we went back and forth and we did a lot of cool things together. And um, like any match, a lot of things I could have done better. A lot of things that I probably could have gotten away without doing. Um, especially looking back now, considering uh, I've gotten a chance to watch it over. Uh, but there was one thing in my, in, that I actually, I don't think I'd ever done up until this point, up until that match, was I took a suplex on the apron of a low boy ring. And yes, I, that's gotta be, I've taken a lot of stupid and pretty hard bumps. Um, I've taken suplexes on the floor. I've taken, you know, well not vertical, but I've taken like snap suplexes on the floor. I've taken, you know, some stupid falls from the turnbuckle, but I don't know what it was about landing on that apron, but that apron just sucked to land on. <laughs> uh, and I can't remember what followed that. I think I got gorilla press into the ring and that led into some other stuff. Um, and then came to the end of the match and it's, you know, me and Paige in the ring together and he shakes my hand. And, uh, you know, that kind of gave me that, that feeling like it was kind of like, you know, I'm doing something right, you know, like, and to that point, like I'm always the biggest critic of myself. I'm always thinking that, you know, even if I have a good match, I'll say I did shitty, um, which is good and bad. Um, and when I when I get when he shook my hand and the crowd reaction behind it, like I said, that was kind of that moment where in my head I'm thinking like I'm doing something right. It's like I got a lot to work on as as everybody 
in, in certain fields and certain aspects do. I got a lot to work on, but as of now, I'm doing something right. And Mike got the same reaction, which when you put the team together, it's like, you know, even you said on commentary, you want to see the North and airstrike, which, you know, one day, maybe. Like, I'd love for that. I'd love you for know, that match they, to happen if the time ever comes. But, you know, as singles competitors, at least we know we're doing something right uh, with what we're doing. Exactly. And hey, who knows what that possibility could be? A1 does run the venue directly after Courage. Yeah. So they are in the building. So I think we just got to pressure Josh a little more to try to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, it's hey, for sure. Uh, like I said, I'd love to have it. Uh, and if the opportunity came, I would not. I would not even hesitate to say yes. Like I'd love to do it, especially with how me and Mike has grown as uh, a tag team in the last, in the last few months, let alone the last three months from those matches. Now with that in mind, you know, be, the North being one of them, are there any other big independent wrestling tag teams, the Ontario scene anywhere around the world that you yourself want to see you and Mike take on? Uh, that's a tough one. Cause I kind of got like, I got my current, I'll call it my current bucket list of matches that I want to happen. And I'd say there's the ones already happened, but I want it to happen again. And I'll explain why. So the two of them, the one is, uh, the gym rats of hacker Scotty O'Shea and Del Bruno. I want right. to, I want me and Mike to get them in a tag match. If that were ever able to, to happen, which I hope it could. Um, and the second one, I'd love to have another tag match with Fight or Flight. Uh, we had one back in November. Yeah, back in November, filming for the Deathmatch Dad movie that uh, people may have seen uh, previews and highlights and edits of on Facebook. Uh, we had them in a ladder war. And I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an enthusiast, I'll call it, of you know the creativity of ladder matches and TLC matches and things like that. But I would love to see what we could do in a traditional tag match where there aren't as many gimmicks involved. Well, I'll text Josh both those ideas when we're done here and uh, see if I can try get some balls rolling right here. Up, man. Hey, I'd love to have either of them happen. Now, uh, for the, uh, you know, continuing on in the CPW circle, yep. uh, Scott and Jamie then went and announced the Peterborough Wrestling PTBO Lift Locks and Leg Drop Show, ca- supporting the Canadian Mental Health Association. Yep. And you guys in Empire were originally just booked to face off e- each other in that match. Yeah. Yep. Uh, from, from there, Courage Pro Wrestling got involved with the show. And it was announced that, you know, you guys were already the number one contenders for the tag team championships. Why not put the belts on the line? And Uh, yeah. What were your thoughts going into Peterborough? Honestly, I wasn't sure what to expect given like that was, I want to say the start of where things with this whole COVID virus started really uh, spiraling and uh, getting, you know, I'll say, I'll say getting worse than it already was. So I wasn't sure what to think of it. I honestly, I personally thought that uh, there wasn't going to be any crowd there. I thought everyone was just going to want to sit at home and stay away from everybody. Um, And we got there and, you know, it seemed like a quiet town. So I wasn't expecting much of anything. And I'll I'll be honest about that uh, because I'd never been there. So it was more so the, it was foreign to me. I had had no knowledge on on the place whatsoever. Uh, All I knew was uh, long drive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Long drive from Hamilton. So, 
Oh yeah. So then what ended up, uh, when we got there and we, everyone started showing up and, and doors opened and we're getting ready to go. And I looked through the curtain and I see that the place is filled almost to the capacity of what that room would maybe be. And, uh, I was very happy to see that. I was very happy to see that, that, uh, cause to my knowledge, Peterborough doesn't get a lot of, uh, local wrestling. WWE will go through time to time from what I hear, but, um, normally a live show. So it was, yeah, I think the last time the Fed came through was about a year and a half ago. Yeah, exactly. So it's a year. That's a year and a half of a gap before any type of wrestling has set foot in Peterborough. Yeah. Two years yeah so I was very happy to see that. Don't get me wrong. Uh, a lot of people may disagree with it. Uh, with the whole COVID going on, a lot of people say that people shouldn't have been there and all that jazz. And I get it. Um, but for me, I was very happy to see that at that point in time of where the virus was, we had that many people come out and forget about it for a little bit and just be happy. Like there was sanitizer, hand sanitizer on every table and every counter, but um, everyone forgot about it for a little bit, had a good time, you know, took their mind off of everything and they just came to see some good wrestling. Cause that was a great card and a great show in my opinion. Um, and I couldn't be happier for, uh, for Scott and, you know, and Josh and everyone involved. I couldn't be happier for uh, the turnout for everyone. Like Scott was, he was smiling ear to ear once I saw him afterwards. And, uh, and that's, oh, yeah. that's it, man. Like <laughs> the, those reactions, if you can, if you're reacting like that, the crowd's definitely reacting like that. And that's a big thing, especially for me. Like, you know, the match matches could be pretty mediocre matches could be great. You know, you never really know until they happen, but if everyone's happy with themselves and everyone's happy with the product, that's <laughs> you, you've, you've succeeded, man. <laughs> Now, uh, with that show, uh, we're talking about that. I'll drop some exclusive news. Uh, WrestleMania weekend on the Courage Pro website, on the Courage Pro yeah. YouTube channel, we'll actually be releasing that entire show from top to bottom for free. Yeah, I think uh, I think they uploaded our match to start. And yes. is the whole match going all together, or are they doing matches like individually? Uh, as far as I know, uh, Mac and Mac Henderson Productions are going to be putting it all up in one nice, big viewing. Nice. Yeah, that'll. Uh, <clears throat> for those who will listen, haven't seen any anything from that, or who weren't there, I should say, because it's not out yet. But uh, people who weren't there who want to see it, that'd be that'd be great for them. For sure, and you know, uh, thank you, Scott, for shutting down the wrestling industry. <laughs> <laughs> No, of course, you know, since that show, nothing's been going on. Uh, even we had to unfortunately cancel our show for that following week, as well as it was just announced today that we have to cancel the uh, two shows we have run- had running April yep. 19th. Uh, wh- what do you see yourself doing to keep yourself entertained for the next Shit. little while? Um, I don't know. If I'm being honest, uh, you know, Mike, I, I was going to say I'm going to start ed- editing some videos, but that's a very, um, a very finicky process my computer's ready to kick it in my opinion and uh, it's time to get a new one but now i'm gonna have to wait because i also don't want to put out the money for a a computer right now (laughs) um (laughs) it's not that i'm cheap it's that computers are expensive and i don't make make enough that i want to get one right now (laughs) um but i'm thinking like you know i might take this time to get on a decent sleep schedule because i haven't been on a decent sleep schedule and i couldn't tell you how long uh i'm sure you've seen some of my twitter posts at like six in the morning that i haven't gone to bed yet (laughs) (laughs) um you know but i don't know man i'm still trying to figure out because i've never spent this much time at home before uh since i was like a kid you know so i really don't know what to do uh 
uh, truth be told, and it's it might sound cliche, it might sound stupid. Fuck for me, I'm lost without wrestling every weekend or training every week, and you know, uh, trying to like I, I see. I watch back some highlight videos. I watch back some matches. I watch back hell. I watch any type of wrestling and it just gets me wanting to get back into it. And I know that I can't, you know, and I know it's not just me. There's guys with the same opinion. There's guys who are like, you know, this is great. They get like, understandably, I get to take the time off and heal my body and relax for a bit, but fuck, I don't want to relax. I want to wrestle. (laughs) Yeah. The only benefit right now for all the wrestlers out there is they're getting time to actually heal up from all these yeah, nagging exactly. injuries. Like I got my knee and my shoulder right now. Um, rain, like different scenarios altogether and how, how they got to where they are. But um, fuck, I just canceled the doctor's appointment for a couple of days from now because now, and this might be a little bit of my paranoia, but I don't even want to sit in a doctor's office with all this shit going on right now. No, I don't blame you. Like it, it's nothing. It's nothing against. <laughs> now, I, I, like I, I know it's not smart to put off seeing a doctor, but it's like you know what? I'll see a doctor when this stuff passes. Now, after it all does pass, uh, you know, what are the goals for the future? Oh, well, me and Mike got to defend these title belts. You know, <laughs> that's the that's that's the big thing. We wanna we wanna get out there and face as many teams as we can. Hopefully, hopefully we get the chance to, uh, you know, defend it against the. Uh, we're supposed to face. Liam Carr and Rex Atkins, like, fuck, I was looking forward to that. And I'm actually, I'm very disappointed that because of the COVID, we had to postpone that. But, um, you know, I'm excited to face them because originally it was just going to be a one-on-one. But now that we uh, beat Empire for the belts in Peterborough, it was going to turn into a, uh, to my knowledge, it was going to turn into a championship match against Liam Carr and Rex Atkins, which I've only faced Rex Atkins probably twice in the whole time I've been wrestling. And I faced Liam Carr never. And Liam Carr is from the UK, and you know I feel like even as opponents, I, I could learn a lot from them in a match. Uh, but I'd say the biggest thing for me in terms of what what I'm going for once this virus passes is I want to better a lot of my stuff, but I mainly want to focus on uh, a lot of the tag stuff because I don't know what Mike's take is, but I feel the tag is going really well with us right now, and uh, there's a lot of things to come out of it, in my opinion. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. I still want to have a couple singles matches here and there because, you know, it's fun to change it up. Uh, but my main goal is working on the tag team. Awesome. So that catches all of, uh, everyone up on the career. Let's just get some quick fire, you know, just stupid little questions that uh, we had sent in that have been pulled right, cool. together here for you. All right. So your last yep. name's Arrow. Uh, Hawkeye or Green uh, Arrow? Okay. Uh, green Arrow. I would say Green Arrow. <laughs> All right, uh, your favorite Arrow uh, chocolate the mint bar. One. Oh, we, oh we just yeah, those are the friends. best ones, bro. <laughs> uh, traditional bow or crossbow? I like the traditional. Awesome. Uh, off the top of your head, dream match: you versus. Uh, well, I had this the other day, um, Matt Cross. Nice. Yeah. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> is a hot dog. A this is an actual question. That's a great you. one. Is a hot dog a sandwich? You know what? I'm gonna say technically. Excellent. And do you have any final parting words for the people? Anything you want to plug? Uh, I guess you know my social media. You know, I'm. 
I keep things simple with my YouTube, my Twitter, my face, uh, my Facebook and my Instagram. Everything's Tyler arrow. Uh, just my social media instead of a arrow spelt with a three, it's a three R O. Perfect. I'll make sure I put that up in the description yeah, of the episode. So everyone can that, find I'd it. say, you know, hopefully once this virus passes, they continue to support me continue to support Mike and, you know, hopefully we can get a, a good title run going and not disappoint. Hey, tell Mike to get on Twitter or get me his number or something so I can do one of these uh, with him. I, on, with Mike and Twitter, I don't know if Mike wants Twitter. Uh, yeah. I know he doesn't. He's been against it every time um, I bring it up. I know he's like now that we're teaming and he's been kind of learning the social media a bit better from me. That's not to make him sound dumb. He just didn't use it. Um, now he's right. starting to get better at using the social media. He's got the Facebook. He's got the Instagram. I got to talk him into a Twitter because I didn't even like using Twitter. I used how I used Twitter was I linked my Instagram posts to my Twitter account. So all my posts from Instagram would go to Twitter and it would do it all for me. Now I found that was kind of lazy of me. So now I actually make Twitter posts. <laughs> but yeah, my plan is to try to talk him into it one day. Even if he just automates it from his Instagram to start like I did. Right. Kind of, you know, dip your toe into the exactly. water. And first. if you really don't like it, then don't do it. There are plenty of wrestlers that don't have it that are that end up being pretty successful. So, I mean, you don't necessarily need it. But it, in my opinion, social media is a big part of wrestling now. Awesome. Now, last but not least, you guys got that new dope T-shirt out. I know I made sure to grab myself one, grab the wife one. Uh, for the fans out there, is there any way that they can get their hands on that shirt, or do they just got to contact you uh, guys right directly? Right it's contacting us directly, I'd say. Uh, you know, we were thinking of setting up something where we could, uh, you know, where everyone can get them online, but I just don't think we need it right now because we only have the one shirt together. Um, unless we wanted right. to throw his solo stuff, my solo stuff and the tag team. But then I feel like that just mixes up all the, uh, all the money and all the orderings of everything. So I feel until we start getting more uh, merchandise together, which is the plan. Um, and I'm not going to spoil anything yet of what we're going to be getting out. But I feel once we start getting more merchandise over time, we might consider some type of uh, online ordering process until then. Yeah. Just getting in touch with one of us would make uh, be best dope well hey thank you so much for joining me on this wednesday evening tyler i do yeah, no appreciate problem. Thanks it for having me. Uh, in the meantime my friend you know wash your hands all that fun stuff and stay yeah, safe you too, all bro. right all right thank you very thank much you i'll talk to you later all right once again i do want to thank my guest from tonight zero gravity tyler arrow that was an excellent interview. I really do appreciate him taking the time out of his life to sit down and talk with me. Now, of course, all Courage Pro Wrestling shows for the foreseeable future are canceled for live events. However, still tune in every Friday for our free match Fridays. Tomorrow's free match Friday will feature Sabrina Kyle, the reigning defending current Courage Pro Wrestling champion, as she defends the title against the bone crusher Steve Brown. This is Clowny J saying, until next time... Stay sick.